I have not been live in so long. Like, I missed you guys. <laughs> and it's not that I have not wanted to go live. It's just been, life has been real. And so many times I thought to go live and I was just like, no, like not yet. Like, what am I going to say? Like, so many different things. So I'm about to catch y'all up to speed on everything. And I'm definitely going to forget some things, but hopefully God will bring the right things that I need to say to my memory. And so let's get into it. I don't even know what to call this. I don't even know what to tell you guys. Like, I'm just going to talk. We're just going to catch up <laughs> because there's so much going on and I feel like it would be wrong of me to not document it or include you guys in on the journey. So... Let's get into it. <laughs> so, if you guys have been following me, you guys know like I moved to Florida. Um, I don't know if you know or not, but I also started working again, which was a big adjustment for many reasons. I don't know whether to like ease you guys into it or just get into it. I don't know. Let's get into it. So, moved to Florida with my family, which has been amazing, but not easy. And then went back to work which was difficult for me because I'm a single mama and which was not my plan <laughs> to be a single mama and then also I didn't grow up in a house with a work I grew up in a house with a stay-at-home mom so for me to wrap my mind around being a working single mom it wasn't easy at first but I came to terms with it and I just I knew like you know, I got to provide for myself and my baby girl. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, what else has been going on? Finally traveled. I went to Mexico. I did my first international trip, which was amazing. I'm already like, okay, where am I going next? Like, where is the next stamp in my passport coming from? Because it was that good. And I feel like those are the more recent things. But I wanted to take you guys back so you can like really go on the journey with me because I have some exciting things to share in the end so if you don't know if this is your first time like tuning into one of my lives or even hearing me speak because I really have been slacking with my podcast and going live but I'm gonna do better anyways <laughs> if you don't know me my name is Ginger and I'm a nurse I'm a mom I'm a dreamer I got some big dreams and so let's how do i want to say this okay 2018 i became a nurse 2020 i became a mom and that was interesting <laughs> because to be transparent with you guys like one of my heart's biggest desires is for love and i think there's nothing wrong with having desires but it's all about like how you go about them and if you're not in a good place and you're not whole and you don't really know what you want pursuing your heart's desires gets a little bit messy and that's pretty much what happened to me um so after i graduated nursing school it was great i graduated nursing school in new york i was making good money i'm about to be a real adult now you know and i ended up getting into a relationship that was a hot mess um fast forward <laughs> i ended up getting pregnant getting married moving out my parents house buying a house in north carolina and just like one thing after the other fast forward to having my daughter 
I finally accepted that I was in an abusive situation and I refused to raise my daughter in that. So that was 2020, June 2020 is when I had my daughter. August 2020 is when I finally left that situation with her father and that I ended up moving back with my parents because I needed the support for sure, especially as a new mom. And I was just in such a broken place um, as an abusive or toxic relationship will do to you. So imagine like adjusting to motherhood, coming out of a toxic situation, like it was a hot mess and we're in a pandemic, like 2020 was just one for the, one for the books for many reasons. Um, but another thing that I want to share with about myself with you guys is that I've always had big dreams. Like I've never been one to settle or want anything average. So even though I have my bachelor's degree in nursing, um, by the end of nursing school, I found out about entrepreneurship and like what that means and generational wealth and just living a life of service to others. So all of that really impacted me to the point where by the time I got my nursing degree, I already knew like, okay, this is going to pay the bills and fund the dream. Like, this is not where my story ends. And so I have big dreams, but it's really hard to pursue your dreams when you're in a toxic situation, when you're not in an environment that is conducive to growth. So keep in mind, like I've always had big dreams, but I ended up in this situation. And then I left the situation. I did a lot of healing work. I found an amazing therapist. Um, I got back plugged in with my family, with my friends. I, I've always held on to my faith no matter what. And I have to credit my faith for like everything, honestly. Like all glory always goes to God. I'll never take credit. And so with all of that, I was able to bounce back and get back focused. So after living with my parents for a few months, I ended up, I came to terms with the fact that I was gonna be a single working mama which as I said earlier was not my vision for myself but I knew it had to be done so I mean I'm gonna figure stuff out so I got a job real quick and it was my highest paying job like I was on track to make six figures and I was so excited and even just as a nurse because nursing is not easy but I feel like the more confident that you become in your nursing skills and in yourself as a person you show up to your job different so I was really excited for this new beginning, you know, I left an abusive relationship. I'm about to get to this money. Like, I was so excited. And that lasted for like a, maybe a week. <laughs> maybe a week. Um, it was still the end of 2020. So COVID was still very much real. And um, this is one story that I'll, I'll make a long story short because if you really want the full story, you can go check out the episode called I Quit of my podcast where I go into detail and it's also from back then. So you'll get it more in real time than I care to remember right now. But long story short, I ended up quitting that job. It was a hot mess. I had to do CPR and a COVID patient. I, I was done. I was like, this is not it. And I quit and I just felt like, okay, like I've, like I said, I've been interested in entrepreneurship for several years now it's been like bubbling on the inside of me so i'm like it's go time i'm gonna quit nursing i'm gonna jump into entrepreneurship and we're gonna take off like 
why not? Who knows? Like, anything is possible. <laughs> that was kind of my mentality when I quit my job. On top of the fact that I knew I still had healing work to do because I was still dealing with um, the reality of learning how to co-parent with your abuser, which is not easy because I realized, like, I was, even though I had left him in co-parent, attempting to co-parent, like, I was still subjecting myself to abusive treatment, which is not okay. So I had to look myself in the mirror and realize, like, ooh, like, you're still experiencing domestic violence. Like, even though you left, like, it's still happening. So I was like, yeah, this is not okay. Like, this needs to change. So I had that going on. I had adjusting to a new job, which didn't last very long. It's just a lot going on. Um, and I forgot why I said all this, but anyways. <laughs> oh, because the point is, I knew I still had healing to do. And so when I quit my job, like that was my focus. Like, I just want to heal. I just want to be a mom. I just want to live life. Like so much has happened to me in such a short period of time. And so I was going to focus on myself and my dreams. And I made my first investment to work with a coach. And I got to shout her out because she's amazing. Terry Kowser, Care Credit Tools. Like, I love her so much, but she was my first business coach. And the investment, it wasn't anything crazy, but I knew I had to make one. And I knew I need to take steps towards the life that I said that I wanted of entrepreneurship. So I signed up for her program and it was really good. Like, I highly recommend it if she's still doing it. It's called the Elite 10. It's a small group coaching setting. Like, it's not... Some people, you pay to work with them and you're like one of hundreds. But with her, it was a very intimate group. And we got to know each other, we got to know her, and we got to focus on our vision, um, making smart goals, like just learning the ropes, learning about credit, learning about different hustles, just taking action. More than anything else, it was like, all right, guys, here's your homework, and next week, report back. And so it was good, but I really felt like it was just scratching the surface of what I needed. But... And it was what I needed at the time. So after I finished working with her, um, at this point, I was living off some savings that I had from selling my house in North Carolina. And it was coming to an end, but I'm not one to back down from a challenge or get scared when things take a turn. So my money was running out, but I knew I needed to continue to invest in my dreams. So I found another coach and I worked with her and it was, again, I thought I was paying for one thing, but I actually paid for something else. But at the end of the day, it was good. I needed it. So with this next coach, um, she focuses on women that are at the crossroads of entrepreneurship and healing, which I definitely was and always will be. But it was really good to work with her because she helped me to be more aware of my language and how I talk about myself, how I talk about my vision, the words that I use, because our words are very powerful. And sometimes you you will say things and talk and not even realize what's really coming out of your mouth. So working with her helped me to be more aware of how I express myself and to clarify my vision. Um, we did a virtual vision board and it got really specific. We looked at uh, every area of life as far as like spiritually, recreationally, romantically, like relationships, fun, career, family. 
sorry if I'm repeating things, but like literally we looked into all the different ways that you could break down your life and I had to rate myself of like how happy am I with that area and what do I want that area to look like and why? And she just helped me to really think bigger and get clear on this is what I want because it's hard to chase dreams and goals when you're not clear on what they are exactly. Like clarity is really everything. So I work with her. I spent my last dollars working with her, literally like emptied out my bank account. And then I think for my last couple of payments, I was using a credit card, but I didn't care because when you have a clear vision, you're not afraid to take risks. And you know that each investment that you make into yourself is gonna pay off. You never go wrong investing in yourself. You're always gonna learn something or walk away with something. So I wasn't afraid to spend my last dollars to work with her. Um, so our time together came to an end and I was grateful. She helped me to see that even though I felt like this season of life that I'm in is heavy, this season of life that I'm in, I feel stuck because like I wanna become an entrepreneur and I wanna be an author and I wanna start my own businesses, but at the same time, I'm still legally married. And so there's, you know, like anything I do, he has ties to. And so I, for so long, like I use, in the beginning it was very valid. Like, yes, like if I do X, Y, and Z, like he's entitled to that through our marriage, even though we're not together. Um, yes it was a valid concern but for after a while it just kind of became a crutch for me and i was like oh i can't i can't chase my dreams because i gotta get divorced i got this divorce is taking so long which yeah that's a whole nother conversation like the process of divorce and hopefully i'll be able to talk about it real soon but anyways yeah i just had this like crutch or idea mentality that I can't chase my dreams until my divorce is settled and she helped me to change my perspective and realize that like this season that I'm in right now even though I don't feel like free or like it's all that because I don't have money I'm in a divorce even though all that's going on like I can still chase my dreams I can still put in work behind the scenes I can still take one step towards my goals. And I needed her to show me that because if not for her, I would have stayed like stuck thinking like there's a wall here when there wasn't a wall. It was really time to get to work. And so I walked away from her with that mentality like, okay, you know, my divorce is in process. Um, things, I don't have money in my bank account right now, but there's still things I can do to get one step closer and to keep living the life of my dreams. And so after I finished working with her, I just started writing. Um, I always, no, okay, I hate when I say, I always knew, cause that's not true. <laughs> but I think in 2018, yeah, 2018, I went to a Heather Lindsay conference, um, a Pinky Promise conference in Florida. And I don't really, remember i just remember it was the end of the day we were in an auditorium uh, i think heather was speaking it was either yeah it was closing night like the holy spirit was in the room and i was just in a place of worship and the word says 
I'm not even about to quote the Bible improperly, so I'm going to paraphrase it. <laughs> but essentially, like, in Acts, I believe it is, it, the Bible talks about how when the Holy Spirit comes, uh, they will, he comes and brings vision and dreams. And so I was sitting in this auditorium, Holy Spirit was there, and I had a vision of, like, like downloads. I just got downloads in the presence, and I knew that I was supposed to write a book. So that was the first time that it ever occurred to me, like, you're supposed to write a book. You're supposed to be an author. And so with that motivation, I started writing. And I think, I don't even remember what the original book was on. Um, hopefully one day I will release it because I do have the things that I wrote down. But I just never finished it. It was, it was either about, like, identity. Yeah, it was a book on identity that I started writing that hopefully one day you guys will get to see. But I never finished it, but that was the first time I knew that I'm supposed to be an author. I'm supposed to write a book, 2019. So fast forward, cause I'm getting lost again in my timeline. Cause I want you guys to get the full picture here. <laughs> oh yeah, so after working with this coach, ran out of money, whatever, she helped me to realize like, even though I don't have money in my pockets and other life circumstances are going on, there's still things I can do. So I was attending a virtual Bible study because y'all know after the pandemic, everything went online. And so I was attending a Bible study and the topic was about knowing when it's time to leave a relationship. And like, as I thought about the questions that were being posed, I was like, oh, like I actually have a lot of experience on this topic, especially just coming out of an abusive relationship like I definitely have learned a thing or two about when it's time to leave so I started writing a book on all my experiences of when it's time to leave and I just every time that I would have a moment that I would get the inspiration I would just sit and I would write and on top of that another thing I started doing was speaking my vision out loud because I've always been one to have my vision boards and I'm looking over there because they're over there. But I've always been one to have my vision boards to journal and getting things down on paper is very good. It's very powerful. But if you really want to take it a step further, I dare you to start speaking your vision out loud. So powerful. And so I started doing that. I just remember in this season, I would sit in the sunlight and I would write when it came to me and I would also speak my vision as I felt I needed to. And so that was 2022, yeah, that I was like, this is my vision and I need to keep it in the forefront of my mind because I need to see it come to pass. Like I need to see it happen. And so along with that, I was also getting ready. This is all 2022. Cause I didn't talk to you guys a lot in 2022. So y'all getting caught up now. Um, yeah, so on top of, those experiences um like i said i ran out of money and so obviously i needed some money because it takes money to make money so i was on a job hunt but it was hard because i already knew like me and bedside nursing mm, i don't know <laughs> i don't know if we're meant to be together but i knew i had this degree that could open so many doors for me and so i had to figure out a way to do something to you, whether I was gonna pivot into tech or I was gonna use my nursing degree in a new way, I had to figure it out. So I started looking for jobs, but also it was tricky because 
I knew that I was going to be moving to Florida in a couple months. So I didn't want to start a job in New York when I knew I was going to be leaving. So there was kind of a lot of stress. And also, like I said, just overcoming the mental challenges of this realization that like I'm going to be a working single mom when all I want to do is stay home with my baby girl. It was a lot to overcome, but I started applying for jobs and literally I applied for jobs for nine months before I got a job. It was really hard. There was a lot of rejection and it was very new to me because adulting, <laughs> ghetto, okay, adulting, oh gosh, <laughs> adulting. <laughs> so like I said in the beginning, I've always been like a go-getter, high achiever, like kind of girl. School, I wish I could go back to childhood, okay? <laughs> Sometimes, because it was so easy. Like I got good grades. I was a student athlete. Um, it was the, the way to succeed or excel. It seemed very easy to me. Like get good grades, be an excellent athlete. I don't like... You know, like the definitions of success or winning in that season of life seem very clear to me. So enter adulthood. There is no honor roll. There is no thousand point club. There is, you know, like the, it's just like, oh, we just out here. <laughs> no guidelines. Okay, let, let me figure this out. And I learned that you really have to define success and winning for yourself in adulthood. It's, yeah, like. My definition of winning could be different from somebody else's. So again, it goes back to the importance of knowing what you want for yourself. But my point in all of that <laughs> was that before this chapter of my life last year, winning came easy to me. I got good grades, I was an athlete, and then even transitioning into adulthood, like my very first nursing job, I got it so quick because I already had my foot in the door in a hospital because I've always been that girl, okay? I've always been overachiever. So like literally my freshman year of college when I knew I'm gonna be a nurse, I was already like, what? Clinicals don't start until when? Junior year? Nah, I need to get experience now, okay? And I found a internship at a great hospital and Sorry if I get distracted because my daughter's crying, but don't worry, somebody's watching her. <laughs> Anyways, um, I got my foot in the door very early at a great hospital. And so after I graduated college, it wasn't hard for me to get a job and not even just a job, but like just under six figures. So up until that point, like success and opportunities, they came very easily to me and I'm gonna say that they still do because our words are powerful. But anyways, uh, so transitioning to this new chapter of my life where I had to apply for jobs for nine months. Cause before this, I was like, oh, like, let me get an interview. Cause once they see me, once they get a taste of this personality, they're not gonna say no to me. But in this chapter of my life, I was applying and applying and applying and I had some interviews and your girl definitely got shut down, told no, got the nice little, at this point we have chosen to go with other candidates. Like all of those, like it started piling up and I was like, what is this? 
I'm not used to this. And when you have not experienced rejection for real, like, yeah, that it could take you out. It's not it's not easy. And it's it's hard when you're in a season of rejection for the first time to separate that from who you are and not like take it on as your identity. It's really hard. And that's one of the things I want to talk about a little bit. So we're going to talk on this real quick before I continue. Um, Yeah, because rejection gets in your ear and it's like, you're a failure. You're not good enough. Like, you don't have what it takes. And those are all such lies because you have to remember, like, not every opportunity is for you. And sometimes rejection is really protection. But when you're in it, it's hard to remember those things so yeah it's just oof and I wanted to say that because I know that I'm not the only one who has been in a season of rejection or is going through a season of rejection so I really wanted to make sure I touched on that because I need somebody to know that rejection is not your identity like greater things are coming like y'all seen the picture that's like thug that out better days are coming that's the g-rated version I wholeheartedly believe that. Like, you have to keep pushing. So, yeah, I was in a season of rejection for nine months trying to find a job so that I could provide for myself and for my daughter. And literally, the only reason that I made it through that season is because my family <laughs> and my credit card. Shout out Discover, okay? <laughs> like, I I couldn't have done it without them. But, like I said, dug it out better days are coming seasons always change and that's another thing I wanted to remind somebody that life is full of seasons so if you find yourself in a winter season you have to remember that spring is coming it's gonna come it's just the natural order of things I can't tell you when it might be tomorrow it might be in a few weeks it might be in a few years but just know that things won't always be the same so finally in about June or so I came across this job for a virtual nurse uh so i get to be behind a computer no direct patient care the pay was it was enough for me because like i said i have worked jobs that have been around the six figure mark and then i've also worked an amazing job that didn't pay a lot but i got a lot of experience and and with the six figure job i freaking almost lost my mind <laughs> so i knew that all money ain't good money so I knew I didn't need six figures, but I also didn't want to look at my paycheck and be sad because I've been there and it's terrible. So this job was a happy medium for me. It had three 12 hour shifts, which I love. I've never worked a nine to five in my life and I might have to soon, but anyways, as of right now, I've never worked a Monday to Friday nine to five in my life. I don't, that just seems, the, the thought of it is like, oh, that seems heavy. <laughs> Ooh, no, 12 hour, three 12 hour me, please, okay? I love having my three shifts, my four days off, making my own schedule, I'm spoiled. And I blame nursing school for that because towards the end of college, I didn't have class every day. And so I just kind of got used to having extra days off. Um, so when I saw that this job had night shift, I had 12 hour shifts, I was so excited because I felt like it would be a great way for me to get back to making money, but also still be there for my daughter and I literally got offered the job on the spot. And so after nine months of rejection, like <laughs> that was such an amazing feeling. I've never been offered a job on the spot. Like I've always had to go through rounds of interviews or 
whatever process so to just get the job and it's close to where I'm gonna be moving like it just was amazing like it was a huge blessing at the time and so I got my job I moved to Florida life is good and I knew that okay I'm about to start this new job but let me not forget my vision let me not forget my dreams after i've done all this work to clearly define my vision and my dreams let me not throw all that to the wayside as i re-enter the workforce is that how you say it? yeah i don't know whatever anyways as i get back to working let me not leave my dreams behind that's what i told myself and so when i first started working my job i had a little bit of a commute like it just depended on the day and traffic and stuff, but anywhere from like 40 minutes to an hour, my drive could be. And when I first started my job, I remember how I said I started speaking my vision? Well, I would record it. So I would play those recordings as I'm on my way to work so that I would remind myself, even though I'm going to work for somebody else right now, this paycheck, this X dollars an hour, this is to fund my dreams and these are my dreams. Keeping it in the forefront, like I would do that going into work and I felt clear and it helped me to just remain kind of like unattached from my job at first because I knew like I'm here, but I'm here for a purpose and I'm here for a season. This is not my forever. This is, <laughs> I'm not gonna retire here. Like I'm gonna get my paycheck and I got things to do. So that's how it started at first. And then I guess, I don't know. I don't really know what happened <laughs> like honestly I don't really know what happened um a lot happened I think part of it is my personality like I don't like to half but things <laughs> the g-rated version I don't like to be subpar like I like to do things in excellence I like to get involved with the things that matter to me that the things that affect my life and so I did get involved in my workplace and also it was kind of tiring working night shift again and I've always been a night shift girl and I will say this job it's a lot easier to do a night shift because it's not physically taxing like when I used to work night shift in the hospital I would be like I need a nap I'm tired. But this job, I'll make it through the 12-hour overnight shift, no problem. Um, but I did start to, like, make great relationships with my coworkers because they're, like, the greatest people I've ever met. And I, I was training people. Um, I was, like, having conversations with leadership. Had a really good relationship with leadership. Like, any issues, any questions, I would go directly to them, have conversations. And so I guess I just got like comfortable i just got involved with my job which there's nothing wrong with that but remember how i said in the beginning i was able to remain unattached because i focused on my dreams well at some point i stopped focusing on my dreams so much and i just kind of got like my vision kind of just focused on what was in front of me and my present situation which isn't a bad thing but it just my vision my dreams I, I'm like saying the word vision a lot, but anyways, my dreams kind of escaped me and I just became present, like focused on the present, which like I said, it's not bad, but I know I needed to, I needed to remind, be reminded of my dreams because when you don't, it's just that clarity of like, this is where I'm going, but it's hard to have a long-term vision when all you can see is in front of you. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. But anyways, I became 
fully present in my job and being there and the potential of leadership and just showing up, trying to help my coworkers out the best that I could because I love to help people. Um, that's just how my heart is set up. So yeah, my job took, and then my days off were recovery days because when you work night shift, your days off are not days off. The first day off is a recovery day so you can reset your sleep schedule. Uh, so that was happening and then uh, last year, my dad also got hospitalized. Um, he had been diagnosed with heart failure back in 2019, and then his symptoms came back, and he just didn't take them seriously, and so things got really, really bad. And so that was weighing on me, watching my father be ill. Um, and just to like give you guys more of a picture, if you've never dealt with anybody with heart failure, um, at nighttime, I couldn't sleep because my dad didn't sleep because he couldn't breathe properly or he was coughing all night. So I would be in my bedroom trying to sleep at night, which, you know, I love my sleep and sleep is important when you work night shift. <laughs> I would be trying to sleep, but I couldn't because all I could hear amongst the quiet of the night was my dad nonstop coughing. So that really affected me. And so working as a single mom, watching my dad's physical health go downhill and then just acclimating to Florida life, which is great, but you know, it is a change. It's something that I have to learn the ropes of. And then, <laughs> and also being a mom, motherhood, we have to throw that in there. Cause like being a toddler mom is not for the weak. Okay. <laughs> and then also um, another thing about 2022 is that, I believe that it was the year of the bride. And if you follow Tiffany on Montgomery, you already know. And I believed that, like I said in the beginning, like one of my heart's desires has always been for love. And so I believe that this was my year. 2022 was my year, new beginnings, okay? The divorce papers have been served. We're moving to Florida. We got a new job, like <laughs> new beginnings everywhere. Like where my man at, okay? That was the mentality. And so last year, I spent a lot of time uh, praying and fasting and just believing for my husband and this kingdom marriage that I still do believe is coming. And I just believe that like 2022 was gonna be my year. Like I had faith, okay? And so I say all that to say, um, last year I ended up reconnecting with somebody that I went to college with and I was so excited. I was like, oh my God. Is this my husband? Cause Lord, you know, I've been preparing my heart for this. Okay. <laughs> I have been waiting. Okay. I have been doing the work. I have been healing. I have been praying. I have been fasting. Like, is this my husband or not God? Because you know, it's the end of the year. 2022 is the year of the bride. So this guy be my husband. You can't tell me different. So anyways, I start, I went out with this guy from college and I was really excited because I was like, oh my God, you know, I don't know if you ladies do this and maybe guys too, but when you get excited about meeting somebody and then you have the whole story written in your head, like, oh my God, like, look at how we met, look at how, look at how we are now, like, this is so cute, like, this is going to be great when I get to tell my kids one day, my grandkids, how I met your daddy, like, you know, I just had the whole story in my head, so went out with this guy. I was really excited um, for this new chapter and I really was feeling this guy. I thought it was about to be it and it was not. 
It was not. It was not it at all. It was a hot mess, okay? And it was a hot mess real fast. But what made it so hard, because I don't know if y'all seen the post about, like, um, I'm tired of getting my heart broke when we weren't even in a relationship, or just, like, talking about situationships and how they hurt, because they do. That's exactly what happened here. We were never in a relationship, but I guess my heart was just so excited about the potential of, like, being in a relationship again that when homeboy homeboy's actions were not matching up with his words and when he started canceling plans and stuff it really hurt me but it was hard to be hurt in this new season because every time that i had dated a guy before i i wasn't a mom yet so i could afford to like be in bed in my feelings all day because i don't got no responsibilities i just got a job you know if that i'm in school i got a job whatever like the stakes were a lot lower but now when I get into a relationship as a mom like I can't afford to be in bed crying all day I gotta take care of my daughter so it was hard for me to process the hurt of this situationship this relationship whatever you want to call it because yeah I had like I had expectations I had hopes and they didn't happen but anyway so Let's call it what it is. My heart was broken, so I got a heartbreak. I got a sick daddy, I got a job, I got a daughter. I, I just moved to Florida. And also, like, we were not in our home yet. So there's just a lot of things going on. And with in dealing with all of that, I forgot about my vision. I forgot about my dreams. There is no room for them, really. Like, and it's it was hard because when God puts something on your heart, when you know you have a dream, when you know you have desires, you don't just forget about those things. Like they, I mean, you might for a little bit, but it's always, there's always going to be a little something there like poking at you like, hey, hey, remember me? Like, where's your dreams? Like, remember, like this ain't it. Like there's always going to be that little voice when you have like a God dream, when you have a big vision, there's always going to be something like poking at you. And that's a good thing. I, you need that direction. You need that voice. And so even though I had all that kind of stuff going on, I'm making money. I'm buying my heel collection, which I'm sitting by, has grown extensively. Whatever. Anyways, even though all these things are going well or bad or however you want to take it, um, I still have this little voice that's like, hey, like, we still want to be an entrepreneur. Like, I know you're working right now. I know you're, you're making money, but this is not it. Like, there's still so much more for you. So... Fast forward to, because I was taking you guys through 2022, the end of the year, December, and into the beginning of this year, I had, as if everything I just told you guys wasn't enough, um, I had some deaths in my family, starting with my grandmother and then my uncle, and the timing of life is so divine. I will say, because we can't control time. Things happen. Certain things about life, death, birth, everyday events, like the timing is no coincidence. I so believe in divine timing. So anyways, my grandmother passed away and we decided to have the funeral arrangements around my birthday. And so I got to go back home to New York for the first time in a while. And New York is my place. New York City is my place. Like when I'm in the area, the New York metropolitan area, 
my thoughts just flow different like the inspiration it just comes to me i have peace there i have clarity there and so going back home to new york in december was the first time that i had left florida since moving here last summer and it was the first time that i had a break from my job and i realized just how stressed out i was because <laughs> I just shared with you guys like i had a lot going on so going back home set allowed me to separate myself from in that environment and have a different perspective and i just remember like sitting in my bed in my uncle's house and thinking about all of the things i thought were holding me back aka like my divorce my funds whatever like anything that i could think of as an obstacle i asked myself like if that wasn't there what would I be doing? And I wrote it down. So again, like starting to water my vision again. And then come back to work, come back to Florida, come back to real life. And, but again, like the, the seed has been planted. The water has, you know, like the vision is starting to push up a little. I'm starting to get uncomfortable because I know like this isn't for me. Like I deserve better, I deserve more. So that happened, and then my uncle passed away shortly after my grandmother. So within a couple of weeks, I was back in New York. But again, I had that time, that quiet time. Do you have quiet time in New York City? I don't think so. <laughs> and if you know, you know. But that was a joke, because there's always something going on. But I had that time to just sit and reflect on where I'm at in my vision and what I want. And so little by little, my vision started coming back to me and I knew like, yeah, it's, I got to start making moves again. Like before my excuse was I don't have money and I'm not divorced, but now my divorce is in process and I got a paycheck again. So I'm like, yeah, it's time to start making moves. So that was kind of my mentality earlier this year. Like it's go time. Like let me start positioning myself for the life that I say that I want. And then... I just, I think I said it earlier in this live, like when you're in a toxic environment, it's hard to be about your dreams. It's hard to be about your growth because the environment that, a toxic environment is not conducive to growth. It's not. And before I found myself in a toxic relationship that was stifling my growth, like, I'm giving the imagery of my dreams being a seed that was planted. The desires, my dreams, is a seed that was planted, right? Like, I don't know. I just think of God being the planter and like the things that he's put on my heart, love, motherhood, entrepreneurship, travel, like all these things that I want for myself is a seed and it was planted, right? But when I'm in a toxic environment, it's like soil that does not allow for that seed to really take off and grow. So in one chapter, my soil wasn't right because I was in an abusive relationship. But in this chapter, my soil wasn't right again because I was in a toxic work environment. Whew. It feels good to say that <laughs> out loud because I don't know if you guys have been following me. Like I have dropped little hints in the last few weeks that like I was not okay because I wasn't. I was struggling. It was really bad, really bad. Um, yeah, I found myself in a toxic work environment and I don't know the statistics. One day maybe I'll look them up. 
because I probably should have had, you know, if I, I really just wanted to come in here on live and talk to y'all. So I didn't do all the preparation that I like to do. But your workplace has a direct impact on your life. We spend hours of life at our workplace. And so I say that to say a toxic and work toxic work environment, it can get hard to separate that from your life because even though you might not be at work, you might not be in the building when you're coming home, you have to like decompress if it's even possible. And when <laughs> Pastor Bernard, I was listening to church yesterday and he said something like what the mind can't handle, it throws onto the body. And so when you're really stressed, at some point, it's going to have a physical manifestation. So I found myself with headaches. I found myself not being able to sleep, which again, headaches. Like, it was really affecting me because I was so stressed and burdened up here, but it, that it had no choice but to come out in another form. And so when you're not sleeping, I'm not about to teach you guys about the importance of sleep and stress, but just do your homework on them. Like, it's really important to not be stressed. Stress leads to other things. It's really important to get good sleep. I don't think I have to talk too deep on that because I'm pretty sure we've all been tired before. But anyways, I found myself stressed. I found myself not sleeping. I found myself crying because of that toxic work environment. Um, then I couldn't even enjoy my days off because the night before, the night, nights, before I knew I was going back to work, I would get anxious. I would get anxiety knowing like I have to go back to that place. It was a hot mess. And so again, like the soil for the seeds of my dreams was not right. It was not being watered. And so <sighs> divine timing, <laughs> everything is connected y'all. Pay attention to the details of your life. So ended up going to Mexico earlier this month, right? And the details behind that is that I went to Mexico, I went on a retreat for female entrepreneurs, and it was hosted by Monique Rodriguez, the CEO of Myel Organics, who I have been following for years, because remember how I said that when I graduated nursing school, I knew that I was meant for more? Well, one day I was sitting in a parking lot, and at at college, at my school, I was sitting in a parking lot. It was like graduation time. And I happened to listen to a, I don't know if it was a TED talk or a podcast, something with Monique Rodriguez. And she was sharing her story of how she was an RN turned CEO, how she used to be a, a labor and delivery nurse. And now she is the CEO of Myel Organics. And her story just really resonated with me as a nursing student about to become an RN with entrepreneur dreams. It just really resonated me with me. And I said to myself, like, all right, like, God has more for me. If he can do it for her, he could do it for me. And so ever since then, I've followed Monique. I've supported her brand. I'm so big on supporting other people So and their dreams. And so I have for years. And so I saw on social media that she had a retreat. And I didn't go. I think this was her third time doing it. So the first time or so it was the first or second time i don't know whatever i saw she had a retreat and i was like all right this next time she does it i'm going like i need to be in the building i'm gonna be there like I, there's no excuses i'm going so now that i have income again she dropped the tickets back in october or so and i snatched it up <laughs> also i forgot to last year i went to chicago 
which that was actually my first break from work um, for ET's conference. I don't even remember what it's called right now, what it was called right now, can't talk. Anyways, I went to ET's conference in Chicago and that helped to like remind me of my dreams. It reignited that spark to be around my people, my friends and entrepreneurs, uh, ET himself, motivational speaker. It was in a church. So just being in that environment reminded me of the greatness and the call that was on my life. Um, so that happened and then now I got the chance to go to Mexico and be around again entrepreneurs like-minded people and it was amazing the first night oh so I mentioned the whole ET thing because when I went to see ET in Chicago I went VIP okay like you get to a certain point in life where you just want the best for yourself and you know like I deserve the best and I'm gonna give it to myself, period. So that was my first time doing his event VIP. Like I've done VIP tickets before for events and I've spent a couple hundred dollars, but I think this time I spent like a couple, like a thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars for a VIP ticket. Cause again, there's levels to this. So I dropped a couple thousand dollars and, and I really feel like it was a couple hundred, like 1400, 1500. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is it was over a thousand dollars to go see ET. And when I was sitting in the front row watching this man and, and several other speakers talk, speak, like it just did something for me. It was like the way that I'm sitting here front row, I deserve to do this on a regular. And so when Monique, fast forward back to October, when Monique dropped the tickets for her retreat, VIP, like there was no other options. I scooped up the VIP ticket and because I knew like I, I, des I, I deserve a VIP life. Like I deserve to be with the best of the best. I'm not settling. That's where we're at. So I got the VIP ticket and with that, it allowed me to arrive in Mexico a day early and we had a private dinner with Monique Rodriguez. And at the private dinner, I also got to hear other female entrepreneurs pitch. Um, we did a little bit of a pitch contest. And at first I was gonna pitch because one thing about me, I'm gonna take a chance, okay? Like I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I'm gonna take a chance. So when they said that there was gonna be a pitch contest, I was like, oof, I kind of haven't focused on my dreams in a while, but let me whip something up real quick because <laughs> you never know what could happen. So I went to the dinner and they were like, okay, if you're pitching, we need to know your business name. And I was like, oh, I don't have a business name yet. <laughs> and so I sat out, I did not pitch that night, but I listened to so many other women pitch and I took notes and I like listened to the good ones and the bad ones. And I, I studied each woman, how she spoke, what she said, how she introduced herself. What did she do different to make herself stand out? Cause there's always lessons to be learned if you're paying attention. So that happened the first night and I was in the room with some boss women. This one girl, she's 19 years old. Her mom works for her. She has a skincare business. Another woman, and if you know who these people are, or if you're listening right now, shout out to you. Another woman, she owns a black female owned pest care business. And she is in the works of going like big time, getting her products in stores. So she was there. I, I heard women with clothing brands, with patents and copyrights and properties and money coming in. So to hear those women and be in the presence of these types of women, it just, does it stirs something on the inside of me okay and 
so then the next day to be partying on the beach with these awesome women and the speakers like Beyonce's mom was there Monique was there um who else prophet Sophia Ruffin Tammy Franklin Kirk Franklin's wife like and they was all just in the party like among us like we were just like it was normal like it was just mind-blowing to be in the presence of such amazing people and then Saturday we did all the sessions um with all the different speakers I got to see Neo Ray Glamaholics present and she is so beautiful in person I've been following her and her brand for years but to see her in person I was like wow like you're amazing but you're also really beautiful like it blows my mind I got to hug Real Talk Kim who has got me through some rough seasons of life um Aventure Gray John Gray they were in the building it was just an amazing experience honestly so to be in that environment and then also on top of that as if the people weren't enough I was staying on like a luxury resort I don't know what the highest is four or five stars whatever I was on a luxury resort. I was being catered to, life was good. I had a little butler I was texting with whatever I wanted. My bed was being made. My room service was coming. I was living the life, okay? And I was like, I could get used to this. But the point is, I was in an environment of excellence, of greatness. And you can't be in that kind of environment and not be affected. So that was my Mexico trip. It came, it, it, it refreshed me. It did what it was supposed to do. It stirred something on the inside of me. And so when I came back to my toxic work environment, I was like, I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna be in vacation mode. I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna pretend that the toxicity isn't here because I just got back from this amazing trip with these amazing people. That did not last long, y'all. By the end of my shift, I was in the bathroom crying, honestly. <laughs> um, and I knew like, I can't, I cannot settle. I can't stay in this environment. And so, it was time to make moves. Um, at this point, I had some money saved up. And um, these are actually events that just took place in the last couple of days, in the last week. Um, in the last week, I have had, well, last week now, because it's a new week. It's a Monday. But anyway, last week was a God week for me. I just received so much confirmation, like, from so many different places on the fact that it's go time. And I made the commitment again to hire some people to work with to help me get my dreams up and running. So, yeah, I hope you guys are caught up now. <laughs> I'm looking at the timer and I'm like, oh, it's really been like almost an hour that I've been live. But anyways, it's go time. <laughs> you will be seeing me more. I will be speaking more. Um, I will say, like, when I was going through all the stuff that I just went through, it did kind of, like, put a muzzle on my mouth because I'm very careful about speaking from an emotional place, speaking of from a place where there's a lack of clarity. I try not to do those things. And so I was definitely in a storm, and I didn't want to come on live and just, like, bleed on people who didn't cut me type of thing you know i wanted to be very careful i take my platform very serious so for a while and even on top of the fact that i was being careful of what i said um i just felt like i said like when you're in a toxic environment that's not conducive to growth so i was in a toxic environment and it just really stifled my creativity and my clarity and so i was very cautious on how i presented myself on social media and with my podcast and going live and all that kind of stuff. So that's why you guys didn't really see me for a while. But um, I'm back now. 
Okay, get used to it. Y'all gonna see me on your timelines. And I'm excited to bring you guys along on the journey because we're always moving forward. One thing that Mia Ray said in her session was, I never stopped, I only slowed down. And I felt that, and that's where I'm at. I never stopped, I only slowed down, but um, things are picking up speed right now, so come along for the ride. <laughs> um, so as I end up and wrap up this live, uh, I just wanted to leave you guys with a few key points that I hope that you've gotten from all of my talking. And first of all, I just want to touch on the rejection thing again. Rejection and failure, they are events. They're not identities. They're not who you are. They're what happened, but they're not who you are. So if you're going through a season of rejection or you feel like you're facing failure, it's it's gonna work out for you. Like, if you're getting rejected, that wasn't meant for you. If you're failing, keep going. The win is coming. And also, I wanted to remind you guys to write down your vision. Write it down. I'm looking back on my notes from a year ago, from years ago, and it's crazy. Like, remember how I said I, the book writing I started doing in 2022, and now I'm getting ready to invite you guys to read my book like because I put in the work I wrote it down a year ago and even like the coach that I just signed up to work with I a year ago I wrote down a list of people that I wanted to work with or support and he was on there and I had totally forgotten about that fast forward to this weekend I commit to working with him and then last night I found the note where I literally wrote down I'm gonna work with this person Y'all, write down your vision. Anything you want, anything you desire, anything that comes to mind, write it down. Like, write it down. And then, also, it's not enough to write it down. You gotta put some action behind it. So, once you write down your vision and you get clear on your vision, start taking action. Start having conversations. Start doing your research. Start taking steps. Start having, did I say conversations already? I don't know, guys. <laughs> I'm tired, I've been talking for an hour. But, you know, start putting action. I love the whole idea of being a dreamer. I am a dreamer, but what I'm learning is it's not enough to be a dreamer, you gotta be a doer too. So once you write down your vision, I also dare you to start speaking your vision out loud. Write it, speak it, do it, like make it happen. And one thing I love that I'm always gonna find an opportunity to say is, Speak what you seek until you see what you said. So even though your reality might not match up to your vision, keep saying that thing, watch your words, keep speaking it, have faith that it's gonna come to pass because it will. And also the other thing I wanted to tell you guys is that when you're making decisions, make sure that you're led by peace. Um, do not ignore your intuition, do not ignore your gut, do not ignore the holy spirit do not ignore the vibes whatever you want to call it however you want to say it the little voice do not ignore that thing as you move forward and make decisions honor your voice honor the holy spirit be led by those things if you don't have peace about a person about a situation about an opportunity trust that and also seek wise counsel because you want to make sure that you're you're not using your trauma from past experiences to make decisions because when you make decisions from a hurt place you're making bad decisions. Okay, anyways. So, yeah, write the vision, make it happen, be led by peace, and walk in faith. Keep on taking action, keep on making things happen. Like, don't be that person that is 
like spiritually so deep but earthly no good and what i mean by that is like have faith but also take action like you can't just be in your room in your prayer closet all day and (laughs) never come out like you have to live life you have to make moves and so faith without works is dead make them happen but also make sure you're being led by peace so yeah that's all i got one hour later your girl could talk (laughs) i hope you guys got something from this and i've seen so many different people come in and out on the lives and i just want to thank everybody for tuning in and if you're catching this on the replay thank you so much i am really excited for all the things that are about to take place and i want to bring you guys on the journey with me so yeah have a good night bye